when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? It is Monday, January 27th, 2020. I just have to let you know, actually, if I followed the Google suggestion on my Google Doc, uh-huh. it mm-hmm. wants to autocorrect what's good to what's a good. <laughs> what's a good? So it can either be what's a good? What's a good, Internet? Or it could be what's a good Internet? And the answer is no, none, none none internet. Uh, I'm Austin Walker, joining me here today uh, on this episode 291 of Waypoint Radio, Patrick Klepek. Hello. Ricardo Contreras. Yo. We're keeping it tight today, partially because people are busy, I think Gita's going through orientation. Yeah. I think Rob has a dog. I don't got no bones. Yeah, Patrick's (laughs) daughter says he doesn't have any bones. There's a hole in my mouth currently. Uh, So we're going to try to keep it tight. What's up? Isn't... There always a hole in your mouth? There's a number of holes in my mouth. Yeah. But is it a hole or is it a pit? I guess a hole... What's, a, 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 hole. a hole has to come out the other side. Yeah, right? which I guess it does. Yeah. But, <laughs> also, does. but also sometimes yeah. when you dig... Like, you got your back, you get a shovel. You dig a hole. I mean, you're, you're digging you're, a hole. You're, you're digging though. a hole. Are you digging a hole or are you digging a pit? <laughs> See, I is that like, a pitfall well, trap? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Am I trying to get to China, which is what sometimes we used to do That's as a kid? Yeah, ha, ha, keep, digging. keep digging. You'll get the, no. You won't. You'll go to the, the center of the earth and die. Die. You'll actually what you're going to do is you're going to hit up. Uh, eventually, you'll hit a piece of earth you can't dig through. Right. With a shovel, because you'll hit like the, some previous some bedrock bedrock shit. shit. Yeah. yeah. I played Minecraft. See, we just yeah, dig exactly. a big hole. That's where the diamonds are. We would, yeah. We dump water in it, and then we just and then my mom would come out and be like. The fuck are you doing? Wait, did like you play in the like mud? A little wow. Yeah, you we just little... made like a mud pool. Great kids, awesome. Just wait until Jessica's doing it; you'll love it. So you're and a mud like, oh, yeah. Comes inside the yeah, you're a mud camp. Finally, <laughs> you figured out who the real mud camp was. Um, we're gonna keep this one pretty tight today, I think, partially because if I talk too much, my mouth will continue to hurt indefinitely. I had a dental thing. It's get your. <clears throat> I said this on Twitter, and I'm saying yep. I one one. If you can currently get your teeth fixed, and I say if you can because I'm speaking from a point of I understand the money situation. Yeah. I The reason my teeth ain't good is because the money situation was bad for so long. Still ain't great. Uh, but please take care of your teeth. I understand the shame that not having taken care of your teeth or not – or having teeth that just went bad. Sometimes it's not like – it's not like you didn't try. Sometimes teeth just don't do yeah. the thing they're supposed to do. Bodies suck. I know the shame is there. Push yourself because if you get something, if you don't get something fixed today that you know you need to get fixed, and you happen to have good good dental coverage right now, you have a couple extra bucks in your pocket, you can get it taken care of. The shame two years from now is going to be worse. <laughs> I chipped a tooth. The shame and the pain. Just talk very, very, very broadly. I'm not going to get in gross stuff, but heads up for like two minutes. I'm talking dental shit. I chipped a tooth. I chipped one of my back right molars 
eight years ago. I was in grad school. I didn't have any money. I was in Canada. Canada doesn't do free dental. Like the healthcare up there, yeah. as far as I know, unless I was just completely wrong. <laughs> but what I heard was, no, you're going to still have to pay out of pocket. And I was making, while I was up there, I was making between twelve and $17,000 a year, which is not a lot of money, <laughs> um, which is like rent and then spaghetti <laughs> and ramen. It was various noodles. Um, uh, and I was like, well, I can't get this. Ch- it's just a chip, whatever. Then uh, two years ago or a year and a half ago, I uh, so basically for eight years I, I chewed on my left side. I like didn't do I didn't fuck with the right. I like, get hurt to to deal with this. Like right. it wasn't it wasn't like oh I have a little chip. Don't worry about it. Eventually it was like oh this is actually causing me pain. Also, <laughs> I just I, watched a video. Who the who's the 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 YouTube guy? Uh, this week in review the 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 the. the, the uh, I would say a boy because when I first started, when watching, first started, his started watching his videos, guy, he was uh, he was, uh, was a that, boy. Is that is that what's his <laughs> name? Is that Phil? Is that what's I don't know what his real name is. I just know him as the he reviews food and he wears no, a suit. I don't suit know who this is. Oh, that boy, the that boy, yeah. that boy, that boy. Yeah, suit isn't boy. it this week in review or something suit like that? Boy? I forget the actual. He wears a suit. Uh, uh, yeah. Fuck. You know who would know this is Gita, but Gita's not here. <laughs> Shit. And also, uh, well, I found out from Eric Pope. Like that's because Eric Pope was obsessed with him early before. Uh, like I remember looking at his channel, yeah. and it was just like tens of thousands, uh, I think like a really small the, channel. The report of the week. The yes, report. That's of the what week. I mean. Yeah. That that he now has <laughs> millions of subscribers. Like Congrats. has a livelihood through Congrats this. Congrats to but Boy. I was watching a video. Sorry, of his re- re- review bra. Review bra is the name. Is the way he. You're re- saying soup suit suit suit. You've seen this boy <laughs> suit. If I'm you gonna show you this boy, you're gonna be like, this "Oh, person. this boy. This is an ad." <laughs> that's an ad. I can't. That's Gordon Ramsay. That's who that is. I've seen, seen that boy. I've seen that boy. I've seen that boy. Yeah, yeah. This boy. Um, his reviews are great. He's a, a very charming individual. This but guy. put up a video recently. Is that he's the fake presidential what? candidate? Who? No, that's not the fake <laughs> no. presidential. No, no. <laughs> he stole no. that from him. Oh, okay. Um, but he uh did a video talking about a very similar thing where he for a long time had no money, didn't have insurance, and had to just chew on different parts of his mouth and then oh, yeah. at a certain point oh, yeah. has shifted to the left to the right and then the right no longer was a problem. Yeah. Like, this was there, was, there was nowhere to there was nowhere to yeah. chew. <laughs> this was me last like a year and a half ago. My left side my I I really badly fucked up a, a back molar last year or a year and a half ago. It was right before Pax West. I had to get on that plane to Pax West and I was like, I might die. What if my tooth what if my face explodes? I don't know. I, well, because pressure and you don't know like what if uh-huh. I what if I get into Vinny Caravelle has always told this story about how he had some tooth thing happen and he went into a plane and there was an intense pain because of the pressure change. Huh. And I was like so okay. fucking yeah. worried about it. I was fine. I was fine for all of Pax. Whatever happened hurt really bad for a day and then stopped hurting and then slowly started hurting way, 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 way more <laughs> to where during uh, Shucks, the sit up and shut that uh, shut up and sit down uh, convention 2018, uh, I like was in a basement bedroom for the whole week, except for when I went to the show to do the live show part of it mm-hmm. because I was in such intense pain from this thing. Um, and so at that point, I was like, well, I can't chew on my left. I started chewing on my right again, immediately started hurting on my right more. Had a bunch of stuff done in the left molar over the last year and a half. And then finally, uh, in the middle of this whole like switching from full time to contract work, switching my healthcare stuff, all the worst possible time, my right side finally came calling after I just finished the left side. And so I had to get I had to get a tooth pulled this weekend or just like on Friday night, um, which is a weird time to get a tooth pulled because you like leave. I tried a new dentist in Manhattan and it's weird to like go out into Friday. Like it was in Chelsea. It was like in like a kind of pop in district of Friday night 
like New York and like to leave and be like a little woozy and holding an ice pack to my cheek while people are like going out on the town and going out to fancy dinners and going Damn, to the he club. Had a fun night. Damn, he had a fun night. It's only 8 p.m. My dude's popping pills in the street and got a, a ice pack on. Damn, oh boy, he has shit. Is that amoxicillin? Damn, you fighting that infection, boy. Um, and so I'm just saying, if you happen to have it, and then two, I want to live in a world where, where dental care is, is covered by the state, because if missiles can be, then so can teeth. That is the case I want to make. Uh-huh. Um, if you really care about protecting people, let me say free, uh, medical coverage, single payer, let me say, let me get them teeth fixed, <laughs> put that shit in my taxes. It's fucked up. Take that shit from- It's fucked up that that's oh, a Jeff different Bezos, thing. you won't give me the expanse if I pay you $5 a month to your Amazon Prime? You're like, oh, I'm going to save you. I'm going to get you the expanse back. <laughs> you want to save me? Fix these molars, motherfucker. <laughs> All right? Oh, teeth, is, teeth is such a preventative thing, too. Dog, it super it's, is. This is shit I could have fixed. This is shit right. I could have- Same yeah, thing with the like, wisdom teeth. There, there's there's some people just things. have bad teeth. Yes. Like, my mom has- Bad fucking teeth. Like I was lucky. I got my dad's teeth. Like I don't have like chronic. I've never had a cavity. Like chronic wow. issues. But I didn't go to the dentist for eight years right. either. Right, like right, I right. still took care of them. You know, I brushed my teeth. You know, yada yada right. yada. But like I'm also getting luck on my side. Like yes. I just have yes. good ass teeth. Teeth genes. Some yeah. people have bad teeth, totally. and when you combine lack of preventative care with over a long period of time with bad I was, teeth, I was like, I've washed her with my mom. She's had. She went in today. I had no idea er, earlier this week, and she's getting has to get a tooth removed. But she doesn't have to get it removed. But if she doesn't get it removed, it could t- potentially yeah, yeah, yeah. impact the, other teeth. Other and then she'd have yeah. to get like three teeth removed. And they're like, cool, we'll get this room. And she's like, okay. And they're like, $7,500. None of it covered by insurance. <laughs> yeah, dog, like, great. it sucks. Oh, and, and they're like, she has insurance. They're out here like, Jesus. they can't take my wisdom teeth out. Because if they do, they might hit a nerve that makes me not feel anything anymore in my mouth. So, like, you're just going to have to live with it. There's a chance the wisdom teeth might hit that nerve anyway, but a higher chance if we go in there. It's wild. There's stuff they can't do in my mouth because, like, and a lot of that is I didn't have the money to take my wisdom teeth out when it would have been safer to do that. Right. I just didn't have right. that money. Yeah. Um, and then and then I, when I had that money, I was like, I'm busy. I'm shameful. I don't know how to take a day off because I have workaholism because capitalism's infected my brain with rot. Anyway, let's talk about something else. Kentucky Route Zero <laughs> is out today. A game about capitalism, capitalism infecting. Wait, today? Your tomorrow? Well, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. 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 Tonight? Tomorrow. Is it tonight? Yep. Is it a midnight release? Is it a? It's probably. Yeah, it probably. It probably goes. They, live I hope to, it is tonight. Um, that's a that's a good game to play late at night, with like the curtains drawn. Yeah. In a dark room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I'll have a review up hopefully today. There's a chance it'll slip to tomorrow because of tooth pain, but we'll see. Um, I gotta say, playing through the end of this game and playing through the back half of this game, like while I'm like, "Ooh, this, this tooth bill is gonna be a lot," is was extremely <laughs> on point. Um, <laughs> people who don't know, Kentucky Route Zero is a game by Cardboard Computer, which is a small team. I want to say it's like two people plus a musician, basically working on the game, and then and then that presumably is cr- that is correct, yeah. Some QA on top of that, and I know that there's like beta testers in their Patreon and stuff like that. Um, uh, there was originally kickstarted back in 2011, which is for wild. like eight thousand wow. dollars. Yeah, not this was not part of the big Kickstarter boom. This was not like one of these like, oh wow, it made millions of dollars on Kickstarter. It was this is pre uh, pre Wasteland, or at least like. Right around that time. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Right. Obama in office. Graduated still. college. 
you had graduated college. I was in Canada. Uh, I was I was moving. I was in my like, probably my that's probably my first year of of making twelve to seventeen thousand dollars a year <laughs> as a as a grad student as a PhD student, um, and. Uh, immediately, it, made, it kind of made a big splash among a certain. Can you click? Can you can you click on this link? I just can you yeah. look at this while yeah, while you describe curious. this? Look at this pitch video for. The I original, did. I watched it. I uh, just watched this pitch video. It's so okay. fucking funny because the graphical style is so d- different. It, the The graphical style on the pitch video is almost like stop motion animation or like puppets or claymation. Claymation, uh, yeah, sort yeah, yeah, of thing. Totally. Um, and, and I mean, yeah, I guess I guess also also part of its pitch is da 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 da. Conway meets a robotic country singer named Junebug who is trapped in the abandoned restaurant that once employed her and has to explore the cavernous depths of another restaurant in order to shut down a security system and free her. In another, Conway and his companion explore a Civil War era, Civil War era battleship ran ashore in an underground river hundreds of years ago. That's in the now game. Populated That's entirely in the game. By cats. That's in the that game. is in the game. I interviewed them and they were like, yeah, originally that was a major set piece in Dude, the game. I bet. And instead it's uh, an instant. I don't want to say what happened. No, but, but it's, a, there, it's a side it's thing. Not, it's not yeah, yeah, totally. In in one of the later acts, um, it it was basically being pitched as like a magical realist adventure game. Um, for people who don't have any, I guess, like touchstones for magical realism, uh, magical realism <laughs> uh, is a is a kind of well established uh, literary genre that I think you, you really should point to someone like Gabriel Garcia Marquez, yep. uh, who is name drop, who is not just name drop, but a major character is named Marquez, Shannon Marquez. There's a whole family of Marquezes oh in this game. I mean, this game is Fucking littered a. with literary, artistic, uh, <laughs> game history, cinema, theater references. Everyone's name is something. Like literally everyone. Lulu Chamberlain is is named for uh, an artist who did. I want to say or Ch- Chamberlain is name is, is the name of someone who did a piece that the that comes up in um, uh, the first interlude in Limits and Demonstr- Demonstrations. Like basically everybody is connected in some way. Uh, the entire crew around the kind of. Um, uh, the, Lulu's entire crew, like the three people who work on the Xanadu project, are all tied to people who've done various interactive art, basically, including like Colossal Cave Adventure, the first the first text based adventure game, like all sorts of stuff uh, has has fantastic, interesting connections. But again, uh, magical realism. Think about Marquez. Think about uh, uh, Borges. Think about um, I guess in contemporary. Uh, you know, English literature, you'd say like Salman Rushdie does some of this. Um, you could look towards something like Haruki Murakami's stuff has like a magical realist mm-hmm. quality for sure. Um, you know, m- modern mundane settings um, with some sort of supernatural tinge that is often itself kind of mundane in quality. A uh, Civil War battleship with lots of cats on it right. is an extremely thing. What were you going to... I was going to say like... Uh, like- the closest thing I can think of that's like big and TV wise is Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks sure. totally fits this. Uh, yeah, sort definitely, of thing. definitely. Yeah. Especially, especially the periods of Twin Peaks in the first season mm-hmm. before you really understand any of the mythology. Yeah, right. Um, but even in the second season, in, in the return, totally. uh, it definitely has that vibe. And and <clears throat> the basic pitch of this game, or the basic, this game comes out. Let's just let's forget about what the pitch was and let's talk about this game comes out in twenty Act One comes out in what twenty thirteen, Patrick. I, guess I think that's right. Yeah. You just you just you just did an interview with these folks. It'll go up probably sometime this week, presumably, right? Yeah, hopefully tomorrow. Okay, I'm good. Try and write it today. Okay. So. Um, uh, uh, so that first act comes out in 2013, and I think really makes a big splash among uh, people who are tuned in to the style of at the time emerging independent game narrative games, games that are t- trying to tell stories. Um, it is uh, a 
an adventure game with, it turns out, very little interest in puzzles and a lot of interest in vignettes and um, very striking visuals that take a – what is often called a minimalist style but is not an actually minimalist game in any way, I don't think. Um, mm -hmm. There aren't char – characters don't have faces. Uh, everything is kind of um, uh, p polygonal um, and – uh, focused on light and shadow and uh, uh, kind of lines, lines, but but not detail, right? Mm -hmm. That does not yeah. mean minimalist. Is the way I think in 2013, a lot of game critics, probably including me, were like, it has a kind of a cool minimalist look. That's not, but that's not what quite, that is. No. <laughs> and also, it's a game with like twenty thousand words per chapter per act. That's not a minimalist <laughs> production. Um, uh, it is a uh, a story about. This guy named Conway, at the top at least, uh, who is trying to make a delivery. He's a delivery man for an antique shop, uh, and he has to he has to deliver this goddamn. First, he has to deliver a TV, then he has to deliver whatever else is in the back of this this giant truck he's driving around. He's driving around with his dog, which you can name pretty early on uh, from a list of, of a couple of names. Um, uh, and name? I picked Blue. Blue. Me too. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> I want to say originally I picked. I think the first time I played this game, I didn't pick a name. I was uh, like, this is just some old dog he has. It's not even his dog, but he doesn't <laughs> even know the name. Uh, but it's been seven years since that since I played that first game. <laughs> so this time around, I was like, this is blue. This is she's definitely blue. But that, yeah. that's an important like uh, point on the game, though, is that it ha it's a game with um, you. You have lots of conversations, yeah. and in those conversations, there are often uh, we would normally frame them as choices. But like Kentucky Route Zero's relationship with choice is like. Like a lot of its uh, world is sort of like vague, abstract, and op often open to interpretation, and not often in which, called out in the way that there's no almost yeah. There, Carrington very, will remember rarely. this. Like that right. type of stuff does not happen, right. even if it is a choice that will be reflected on later. Can I just say um, I want to get this out up front because it yes. annoyed me, but I don't know if it's a problem going forward. There are some conversations in the in the first act mm -hmm. that I feel like when a choice came up, it felt very much like that kind of uh, uh, adventure game thing of like, oh, this will wrap back around and I'll it be able to, does. and it never does. Well, there are sometimes uh, there are very few times that you should not right. play this game thinking that you there are dialogue trees that you can you can explore. Right. This is not a game about about this isn't the Bioware model of. Um, of exhausting your dial your dialogue yeah. and like getting all the information and then moving through. There are Which, sometimes like, you can do that because you'll you, you'll click one and then just whoops the conversation's it's over. over. Yep. Like it's yep. done. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is a game about. This is a game that, to me, when I think about what it means to play it, is sort of like scripting a... I mean, there's a reason why it's Act 1, Act 2, Act 3, Act 4, Act 5. It's a reason why it keeps coming back to theater and interactive theater again and again. But you're scripting scenes as you play them from, a, from like a multiple-choice selection. You're often jumping between people speaking. Um, this doesn't happen as much in Act 1, a little bit with, with, Con, with uh, uh, Conway? Conway, yeah. Conway. Con, Conway is right, right? I'm not wrong? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. With Conway and Shannon, where you'll say one side, you'll either have options on the screen for dialogue from both of them, right. or from, uh, you'll do one and then also choose the answer. Um, and eventually that becomes a really big part of the game, is you're shifting perspective kind of a lot. Um, Conway tries to deliver this this antique. He doesn't know how to how to get to the the address. He stops by a gas station. He has to get to Five Dogwood Drive. Uh, uh, you kind of walk around. You talk to this guy who's running this gas station. There's some weird shit happening. Some people are playing D and D. They're playing a tabletop a table, game, not yeah. necessarily D and D. If, if, if when you go down and have that sequence in the basement, yeah, and yes, what occurs there, I think like 
the, the basement sequence typifies a lot of yes. what I really love about this game. And if that doesn't, if you don't ex- have that basement, I don't even want to like spoil exactly yeah, yeah, what yeah. occurs down there. But there's a there's a thing that that little encapsulated one yes. minute that you spend in there, that is Kentucky Route Zero in so many ways. And if that doesn't do something for you, like you're gonna you can find out pretty quickly whether you're vibing yeah. on what the game is giving you. Like that whole gas station is like the game. Yeah. Act from one to five in a nutshell. Thematically, from the you know, you're already seeing that the email is tied to a weird power company instead of being tied to some independent <laughs> ISP. There's all, and then like the weirdness that happens in the basement, all that stuff does just like, hey, here is the vibe. This is it. Yeah. Are you going to be? Are you going to dig this? On uh, in order to try to find Five Dogwood Drive, he is directed to go find. I think he's directed to go find Weaver, right? Specifically, he's yes. told go find Weaver Marquez, uh, uh, who is uh, a local that that this dude who runs the gas station happens to know. She'll know how to get you there. You drive to Weaver's house, and the TV is broken. The TV you deliver to her is broken. I think – is that what it is? The guy says, oh, take this old TV to her? Is that how you, you – That's how you get that TV. Okay, that's how you get that TV. Take this old TV to her. Uh, she'll tell you how to get to the zero. You find her at this old house up on a hill. Uh, I'm skipping so many things because you're like exploring a map. You're exploring a, a, a kind of like black and white map of, of this part of Kentucky and like getting these little text vignettes as you kind of explore like, oh, here's um here's an old uh, church where there's some music coming out of it. You can go in there and explore, but that's all just text based. Whereas the gas station, Weaver's house, these are real, lo- these are visual locations. I don't mm-hmm. want to say real locations. Those are visually rendered locations, often with some sort of musical component. Um, Weaver's house specifically later in the episode, I want to say has this incredible musical moment of you kind of descending yeah. while, while a band is playing uh, a kind of like folk, like an old, an old like southern like folk country uh, track. Some it's like there's very oh brother where where, where art thou vibes yeah, throughout totally. this entire entire game. Um, and so you come back down and or you go up you see Weaver. Weaver's like oh this TV is weird. This TV is busted. You should go see my cousin Shannon. She's good with TVs. Shannon will fix this. Then you can bring it back and I'll tell you how to get to the zero. You go find Shannon. She's not where she's supposed to be. You find her in an old mine. And from that point forward, this game becomes Shannon and Conway trying to find Five Dogwood Drive and trying to find Weaver, who you learn from Shannon. Hey, I haven't seen my cousin in a minute. I heard from her recently. I thought she was out of my life. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. think – she talked to you real casually about me given where our, the situation – our relationship is. Um, and so – what follows is this kind of uh, long odyssey of you trying to find Five Dogwood Drive and trying to find Weaver Marquez that takes you through a sort of metaphysical highway called the Zero, called Kentucky Route Zero, um, that brings you to lots of strange places that have been – that are either part of some various bureaucracy like the uh, – the the what is it called? The Bureau of Reclaimed Spaces. spaces yeah. um, there's lots of strange characters you bump into like – like Junebug from the from the, the the pitch, except instead of being a what what did they call her a uh, <laughs> they, well they eh, a robotic I'll, country singer I'll, named I'll, Junebug who is trapped in an abandoned restaurant that once employed her is not right, but it's not entirely wrong. <laughs> well, as as they described as described her in in our interview, she uh, the, the pitch for her was more or less a rejected Chuck E. Cheese uh, robot, which God, is not where a, that character. That's not where that character goes. That character goes somewhere else. No. That ends up being about. Like building your own identity and creating yourself as you want to see yourself instead of how you were made, which is super fascinating. Um, 
it is. It is. So now that it's done, I you know I've played through the whole thing. Uh, I will say I had only played through the first three acts until this. I after I got to act three, I'm same with you. I, I'm I, so I was fucking one of the glad. Who's like. I, I am with you too. Uh, well, I, there's a couple things. Yeah. One, yeah, I was with you. I played the first three and then was like, oh, I, get, I think I am going to be one of those people that waits till it's over and like stopped at Act Three. <laughs> yeah. um, well, Act Three leaves at then, such a place. Act Three leaves. Yes. I mean, Act Four leaves at such a different place too. But I'm so glad I have not carried the end of Act Four with me for years. I would be. I would have just been a sadder, deeper, darker person <laughs> if I had to carry the Act Four with me for years. Act three ends with a qu- an open question. I think act four ends with like I – mean, act four ends with some question marks too. And I don't know that act five is going to be what people think it is going to be. Um, it's not what I thought me it was either. going to be. I liked it a both lot. In, but Yes, both in terms of presentation. Uh, th- you know, I think one of the things uh, we, we mentioned in talking about Disco Elysium – I can't remember if we talked about this on Friday or if we just talked – I've talked a lot about this game and I can't remember what was into a microphone mm-hmm, and what was mm-hmm. in uh, private messages. But um, – you know, playing Disco and Elysium and this game back to back is so fascinating because both of them were developed, you know, in not in windows that were, you know, to be reductive like pre-2016 and post-2016, right. which there's been, you know, we've talked about a sharpening of politics that you can tell in the writing of Disco Elysium and a sharpening of politics that I think also happens in Kentucky Road Zero from a different angle, yeah. right? Whereas like in, Disco wants to wrestle directly with the language of political theory and 100%. ideology like Kentucky Road Zero is more about what is like the concrete impact of political ideology in the day-to-day lives of people who don't sit around thinking about capitalism socialism like they'll talk about the power company they'll yes. talk about the mind they'll talk about being exploited and they'll even talk about like, how hard it is to get um disability pay oh yeah um, but they don't it's about it's more about like the redounding uh effects of political choices as opposed to like wrestling with like bigger picture. Yeah, I, I will say theory. for all of my critiques of Disco Elysium not giving me an answer to what do we do, that is a game that is more interest that is interested in what do we do in a way that Kentucky Route Zero is is singularly focused on what did it do to us. And I, I'm not saying right. Disco didn't do that too. Disco is also very much what did it do what did it do to us, but at a at a different scale and a different degree of focus and detail than what Kentucky Route Zero is doing, which is like KRZ is so zoomed in on I mean, again, it wants to be theater, right? So there's allegorical work happening here. Conway is the everyman who is trying to the everyman worker. Shannon is the everyman worker, right? Like these are characters who have been have developed certain skill sets, have a certain place in the economy, and then also are having their own interpersonal like relationships, are have their own relationships with with. I mean. It is. It is. It is. Wild. Con- Conway, Conway is what the New York Times has been trying to profile for the last four years. <laughs> yes. I don't. Do you think Conway voted for? I don't think Conway voted for Trump. I think he's seen too much of the country. I think he knows. I, I, bet, I bet Conway didn't vote. He's just like, yes, ah, fuck that's him. right. Conway didn't vote. I think that's totally, <laughs> totally right. Um, I'm really happy with where this ended. I'm curious. So, Kata, you just started it. Yeah, for the first for the first time. time. What do you think uh, so far? Especially given, I think you're fine. Well, and how far are you? I'm. At the very beginning of two, I didn't get oh, it super mm-hmm. far. Oh, okay. Three, so you're, you're one, early. early. Yeah. Okay. And the very beginning did of you wait, two. Did you play limits and demonstrations? I did. Yes. Okay, gotcha. I went through. Okay. Um, I'm enjoying this game a lot, and I feel like it. I made a mistake in waiting. <laughs> it's a very <laughs> you game, dude. I, tweet, okay. I fucking wish uh, I tweeted out last night that I both regretted and uh, was glad that I had waited, both because I kind of hate that whole like well it's not finished and you have to wait 
X amount of time before like that would have been that would have killed seven me seven years yeah my guy <laughs> and the other part being like I do wish I had died, dove in earlier because I feel like it speaks to a lot of things that at the time that it came out I was first kind of grappling with games being mm-hmm. you know I feel like it would have maybe accelerated a bit of my thoughts uh, on on the medium as a whole just like from what I was playing then which was like that was that was the year Destiny came out, <laughs> um, but I just think that it it does such an it does such an amazing job of of setting a tone not only through like um, its its dialogue but the 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 way it it integrates the 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 visual style into the, into that mm. just feels so solid in. Um, <sighs> considered in a way where it's like a game like disco is is good looking and mm-hmm. it feels like the aesthetic Absolutely. is uh right but i don't think i think something about the aesthetic in this game is not just right but it is um necessary almost like it's um it's so its presentation is um it's in conversation with the yeah, theme. It's a, yeah, the it's game. like it, or in, it's, in a way that like disco is a little more. This is the presentation. It's beautiful, but right. it's but it's more uh, perfunctory in terms of like the order of operations of like what makes it work. Right. Whereas totally. like Decorate Zero with a different art style would be a different. Uh, there are sequences. Game. There are sequences in which yeah. primary themes are being communicated visually, yes. which is just yes. which is just what the work is. Like it is right. just that work. Right. Um, it is. It is doing a lot with visual poetics and I mean it's doing a lot of work that that cares or that that I, I hate going just like the yeah. reason that we're doing like the disco cares thing is mostly because it's trash on our minds right it's, I want to be clear that I think that you could also do a conversation between Kentucky Route Zero and uh, uh, the Walking Dead or Telltale games that were coming out at that time because I think systemically I think it's in many ways a response to that style mm-hmm. I, I I can't say in terms of um intentional that it's an intentional response but it's easy to put those two things in conversation also um i think it's easy to put this game in conversation with shooters and be like well this is a game in which there's no <laughs> you know what i mean like you could do there's all sorts of conversations sure, i have the sure. reason we come back to disco is because we i think that both of them have at their heart a sort of materialist politics that are about trying to understand the way the world the way that capitalism hurts people yeah um and and also both are interested in tragedy and sad men and alcoholism um uh yeah. and uh both of them also it's easy, and both of them are things we've talked about recently. So that's why we're doing this comparison. I want to be clear. And, I don't think and just some... also because they are two games that it are like rely on the right, the like specific yes. written, yes. the written word a lot, a lot, a lot, a uh, lot, a lot. And both do well with with kind of these again these kind of visual vignettes or these these in the case of Disco written visual vignettes. Right. In the case of KRZ, like actual manifesting like, them in front of you. Yeah. yeah. Um, there are sequences that are so visually moving and so powerful and that are drawing on a long history of 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 art um that that f- completely floor me throughout this whole game um the thing that ends up being so interesting to me around what we already talked about around choice is the way in which this game makes me feel um 
again, it's not that you're it's not that you're exploring a full dialogue tree. Mm-hmm. It it is, and it's not that you're like playing the game to win the way I would play a Telltale game, where I'm like, oh, I know how to deal with this character. This character likes you know like someone who is meek, and so I want to be a little quiet with them, and that way they'll back me up when it's time to argue over the big thing at the end of this episode. <laughs> it's so much more about. The sign taking joy in the small artistic choices, and I'm going to spoil one little scene here that I like. I don't know that I could possibly spoil it in a. Can I talk about the the scene in the in the bar in Act Three, Patrick? Do you think that's too? Yeah, I think that's like a minor scene, but it it was talked about already for years, right? It it was a bit. It was a big ass deal. Like when that act came out, it was like another one of those sort of like. Uh, oh shit moments um, that are littered throughout this. So yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So I, act- again, also I think I think you could spoil everything yeah. that happens in this game, and it wouldn't materially impact your experience of it. But right. if you were that sensitive, then skip ahead a couple. Yeah. Minutes. So there's a moment in, early on in Act Three where you visit a bar that you've seen uh, in other. You 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 can see it. I want to say in Act One or Act Two. Um, you can like be outside of it briefly. You and Shannon can like swing by, and you can actually hear the song. I think you can hear the song if you find it earlier on, hmm. but you can't go through the door. And that's like kind of the first time you get the vibe that that. Um, or not the first time, but it's it's the first time you get the vibe that Conway has a particular history with this bar and maybe even know someone from inside of it. Um, but the you end up going into it with a pair of musicians who are late for their for their there's a lot of musicians late for, for their show, <laughs> late to show up to a venue, uh, but fashionably late. Um, and there's a sequence where you get the performance of this band and are choosing the first line of each verse, basically, or each each uh, if not each verse, each each kind of major stanza in the verse. Um, and this isn't going to change anything about the about the world. This isn't going to give you the secret ending. If you, I, as long as far as I know, you don't get the secret ending by <laughs> picking the right choices in right. creating this sign kind of like sad sad love ballad. Um, but there is such a degree of co-authorship in that moment, even though you're not writing what the there's such a, a powerful thing of like I'm going to click this and then I'm going to hear sung back to me these words and some some that are in line with it mm-hmm. um uh, coupled with what is an amazing visual set piece um and it's a game that's happy to play in that space but it's also happy to play in the space of like there's a major character who's in this game that you cannot meet because you didn't meet them in the first act the first oh, literally good, there's a great. major i mean it's a ma- <laughs> it's major in the in the in the sense of understanding the world that character will still show up in the interludes and is still in the world of uh-huh. the game but you just don't Ooh. carrington hmm. who you talking carrington oh. antlers mm. he could just not show up in the the remainder acts did you meet him in the first act the playwright, Carrington? the playwright, big antlers guy. You wouldn't if I'm saying big antlers I, guy. No. All right, so no, there's a there's him. a major character you can meet, you can stumble into in the Shit. first act, um, <laughs> named Carrington. Who is just on the road? He, I think he shows up again in. You have to go back to to the gas station with Shannon, as what is I think where I saw him. Um, hmm. I think I that's where it was. Once, but maybe it was, later. or maybe it was at. Hmm, where the fuck did I see him? Anyway, he shows up multiple times. He's the guy who writes. He's the playwright who writes the entertainment, which is the one of the interludes. Right. Um, and so his name will show up many huh. times on this thing. Uh, and and yeah. he shows up a couple of times as like a side character. But he'll be like on in frame. He's trying to find a venue. Like he shows up a number of times. You know, he you must see him first before that because I think he's trying to find a venue by Act Two. Anyway. 
that's like a pretty big thing that colored my playthrough. Hmm. But it this game reminds me a lot of Undertale in this way, another game you could put it in conversation yeah. with. In that I kind of feel like I had my playthrough. This is my playthrough. Right. And there are things I'm gonna miss. There are side things that sound really cool. I'm happy to look up videos, but I don't know that I need to go back through and you you in fact cannot see everything in a single playthrough. Right. Um Act Four, which I only played this time. I didn't realize. I think at the time when Act Four came out, people were like, "There's way more. It's way choice. It's way more choice heavy than the previous acts." I didn't know what that meant, but now I know. You're basically straight up not seeing. You're only going to see half of Act Four when you play it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a choice. It's a choice is like such a. That's part of what I find so interesting about the game because it's like, yeah, like, but it's just when we say choice. Mm-hmm. Like I don't feel I don't like I'm missing anything. Right. Like you are. You're you making are. you are making a choice. Like you are either going to stay on the boat yeah. or uh, uh get out and go explore. Like you're choosing you're going to, to be cool with a different set torch, of characters. Torch bar. This bar is surrounded by tiki torches and like people hanging out on the beach, <laughs> or you're gonna stay inside and I don't know what happens. I don't know what happens if you don't do that. Because I went outside on the, the tiki torches, but in other <laughs> cases, I hung out and there was a I like recorded noises that were gonna later be used in a live performance and like to interview to talk to somebody about their past and that stuff is really is really cool but it is also it is the thing of like oh i'm making it's it's like it's like choice and choice in um in service of what and like kentucky right. zero like most games answer concretely choice in service of what there is a goal or a um you know why you're making those choices kentucky zero is choice in service of choice like it, it is it is color it is texture is it's incidental as opposed to like building blocks towards some ultimate you're not getting uh, light side or dark side points here there's no door that opens because of the accumulation of your choices it's more like the the role playing you're doing like the 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 the, the character you're playing the the world that's around like it's just it's it's a a different form of choice this is why when i I make that comparison to to being a co-author is it's the choice a playwright makes when they decide what scene to frame next right. it's the choice that sure. that a screenwriter makes when they decide which which characters to follow during this during a you know oh the the ship is is tipped over this is not a KRZ thing but a ship is tipped over which characters do you do you stay focused on as people are trying to escape the the you know the the capsized boat mm-hmm. that is a choice that you make and it's a choice you get to make in Kentucky Route Zero sometimes who who speaks up in the scene who like, speaks up who, in the scene who's yes. talking the most yes oh, so who's making the decisions favorite, yeah some of my favorite choices in this game are things about about the the narrative or the kind of dialogue flow. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you start traveling with this little kid who is just the fucking best. I love Ezra so much, <laughs> and Ezra is such a great like. As, for me, as a writer, as a fiction writer, Ezra felt like a tool I could pull out to say the thing I couldn't have an adult say. Mm. To like, there's there's a, a conversation. I forget who this is even with Patrick. Maybe you remember, but there's a conversation with someone who is like. I feel like I feel like I'm outdated and the world is moving past. Oh, it's an old researcher, it's this old academic guy who's working on this, who's been working on this project for years and years and years. And he's like, I feel like the world is moving on without me, but you young, you young folks wouldn't know anything about that. And you have by that point, you have like three people who absolutely know everything about that. Conway can immediately be like, uh, well, I, d- I deliver old- I deliver antiques for a failing antique store. Shannon is like, I repaired the sorts of TVs no one makes anymore. Uh, I'll note, this game is old enough that there's a bit in the first act, there's a side bit that mentions the digital conversion boxes for when yeah. you have to move cable <laughs> yeah, over. We don't sell digital conversion yeah, yeah, and it's like, oh shit, that's not even a thing that read that scans anymore, right. because that was a thing that 
happened for like three years that people had to get these special digital conversion boxes. Um, I bet you the people playing this game today have no idea what those are, which is fascinating. Uh, and then Ezra can be like, well, yeah, you're right. I don't feel I, you're right. I'm I don't feel old at all because I'm a little kid or something like that. <laughs> and it's so nice to it was so nice to not have to. I knew those other characters were thinking those things to themselves. We're thinking like, yeah, motherfucker, I, I fix old broken TVs that don't exist anymore. I also feel like I'm going out of, you know, I'm, I'm falling out of time. I also feel like I'm, I'm obsolete. Uh, but for them not to have to vocalize that and instead rely on Ezra. And that is like the thing that you do as a writer sometimes. You go, how do I put a, how do I put a pin on this conversation in a way that does not, that communicates that these other characters are vulnerable or have a thought but won't vocalize it. Mm-hmm. And that stuff is so good. Um, I'm really curious what people are going to think of, specifically people who have waited, uh, you know, for years for this thing to finish or specifically people who've waited from act four to act five will think about act five. Patrick, did you, yeah, uh, act five is, is both sh- short, surprising yeah. and I thought really poignant. Very I think poignant. it's a, a remark. I, I think it, I think it closes the book on the story they were telling in a very unexpected yes. way, but that one when taken in totality with the work is a hundred percent uh you know makes makes sense i found it to be deeply you know there's a sequence towards the end i'm not gonna spoil anything but there's a specific sequence that the last sequence of the game um that if it was to be described to you it would be (laughs) maybe difficult to understand why it was so profoundly moving and yet like i'm sitting around my television uh like my wife was like we'd put our daughter to bed and i'm we're waiting to like watch something and i'm like finishing this bit up and um, I try not to tear up and again I can't explain it's it like, so it will make funny. sense to you yes. when you play it where like if I was to tell you right now I'd be like the sentence will be okay Patrick, buddy um, Patrick <laughs> cried at a blank for blank and you fill in those blanks <laughs> yes. Yes. and you will laugh you'll be like oh I get it that's yeah uh huh okay <laughs> but it's so much you'll be you'll be well because it represents yes. they managed to use this sequence that is re- represents a much it's because of the setting that it's in it's because specifically there is no higher this game does a lot of really tremendous um gimmick is the wrong word but like it does a lot of interface uh changes throughout its five acts um though interface changes that are no are, are the most profound in the interlude between acts four and five, which is, I think my favorite interlude, uh, dude, that interlude might be my favorite thing in the entire game. Um, I mean, it's so interesting because I think that interlude is the climax people might expect is coming in act five, but in a traditional yes. structure, act five is going to be denouement. Like mm. act four is going to be where the thing happens. And act four is, act four is this long Law, it's the longest chapter by far, I think, right? Yeah, uh, and then yeah, it's like a full two hours, it's yeah. like a full two hours, and then oh, and then the <laughs> the interlude between four and five is so good, um, and explosive, and like there's a big storm going, and you're trying to like you can feel something is coming, you feel you feel like you feel like a budget for the first, like yeah. <laughs> this, this game is like very sparse, um, in the early days because that's what was necessary, and then as it goes on and was like successful, then you know, between I think acts three and four is around the time where they signed their publishing deal um, and stuff like that. So, but it's like that interlude is like, ah, shit. Like they're working with like, they're really going for it. And like, uh, it's the closest act. The, the interlude is the closest this game has to a, like a traditional set piece <laughs> probably. Yeah. And even then it's like extremely restrained in the way that Contegra zero always is. But yeah, I think it ends uh, 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 beautifully. And I'm, uh, this will be, I think it'll only make sense to people who've played it and I'll stay as vague as possible, but there is a really, 
bold choice made yeah. from a character perspective at the end of Act Four that I spent all of Act Five waiting for them to go back on yeah. in in some way. Um, like and it is so silly, but I felt like I, I, in my in my heart of hearts, I kept being like, "Oh, is Act Five going to be the MCU climactic? All the characters come together and." Secrets are revealed, and you know the curtain is pulled back, or like, or like, or even just like when it cut to cut to black at the end, and then like a chair pulls sure. up, and like, all right, we're going to revisit some of this and talk about some of the themes of this. Right. Uh, it just there, it avoids a lot of things that I expected to happen towards the end of this. Um, yeah. and I don't know, it, it maintains its air of mystery and and strangeness. Well, and, it, way and I that, think Act um, Five comes down to like the the core question of this of this game, if there is one, uh, is what do you? It, it, I, so if you weren't aware of the theme, if you weren't aware of the themes that it was hinting at for over four acts, oh yeah, it's going to slam you in the course of Act Four. Yeah. It's it's getting it's getting like way more. Uh, and the themes uh, the themes are about they, capitalism taking over your life and capitalism putting you. I mean, work a, exploitation. Right, one of my favorite scenes in this entire game is is in the interlude between Act Two and Three, um, which is a a stage play in which you. You are a participant. Hold but, on one second. Yes. Are y'all playing on PC? No, Switch. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just shout outs to people who are playing on PC. Those interludes are on their website. They will be in the main game by the time you hear this. Oh, really? Like, yeah, are they going to patch diff- it in? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a uh, whole different okay. interface at this point right. where those interludes. Well, so no, no, no. So there, there is a, if you have been buying the axe individually, I don't think you get upgraded to the TV edition. I think, I think you do. I think I, someone today said that oh, on really? their Patreon, they've said that they do that, that that is what's going to happen. Oh, okay. They're just okay. going to replace. Because the- basically the UI presentation in the in the TV edition or whatever like this the culmination yeah. is, is like a circle and it's like acts one two three four five and then in between those those Roman numerals are the interludes and it, every time you finish it it just says cool click to the next one right. cool click to the next one so it's all very slick and uh, but yeah you can't actually you don't want to play Kentucky Route Zero and just want to check out some of the interludes like those are just free yeah. one of them operates on a phone number if you don't even want to download it just call <laughs> the, yeah it's true that's how I played it years ago actually wow. uh, which I wish I hadn't because there's elements of it that are better on a screen anyway um, the interlude between two and three is this play in which you're a silent character and can kind of look around you're kind of like an ex- you're an extra you're that's not the, the type of play it is you're a key figure but you're also not you don't have a speaking role mm. um and there's a line in that in in one of the plays in which one of the characters tells another character they invented a new kind of debt um and that is that is the heart of this game thematically is the ways in which capitalism is is learning new ways to to basically extract value from us, um, uh, enslave us to, to its logic, um, uh, to, to convince us that the only way to live is to live in debt and to live in its service. And not only, not only convince us that we have to do and the, it. And the only way, and the only way to safely pass yes. to the other side is to have taken care of that debt exactly. before you're gone. Exactly. God, there's that line in act three. I, I know I'm like, oh, there's this line, there's this line, this is line. But like, I promise, like Patrick said, like this is not spoilers because I don't think – I think the, the totality of it taken out of context in this way. I, what I'm trying to do is tease you into, into wanting to play this game. I'm not trying to – Also, it's also like reasonably uh, – Yeah, you might not hear the, it. The, this, the structure – you might not yeah, yeah. You might not even get this line. Yeah, for totally. Like, it's hard – often hard to know what is canon and what is incidental yeah. and what is you, – you like it's – it is uh, – purposely unclear yeah. because the, the vagaries are both play into your own personalized experience and also just 
just the, the the dream logic of the world that it exists. There's in. a so, anyway, there's a sequence. No, you're good. There's a sequence in a factory, uh, which again is underselling the sequence, oh. uh, in which someone <laughs> talks about a character. He's like, oh yeah, um, uh, I forget the exact setup, but the basic line is like, this person died with dead on their hands. Uh, at least he didn't have any kids, uh, which is like. At first, the first line was like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, I guess no one else, I guess there aren't kids to feel sad about the death of, of their parent. And then the second line is like, oh, wait, because then the debt would have become theirs. Yeah. Uh, and this is a game that very, very much visually, narratively wants you to think about the ways in which, you know, it is a game re- responding very much to the, the late 2000s debt crisis and, and the ways in which capitalism preyed upon and continues to prey upon uh, the, the poorest and most vulnerable people in society. Um, and it it is very much like trying to to bring into the most clear visual, you know, uh, uh, storytelling possible the ways in which that system kills you um, and that system makes you makes you wipe away the parts of you until you are just until you until you 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 are just a uh, you know bones working in a factory um, until you're like Pat I guess Patrick you're safe your daughter says you don't have a skeleton so that's <laughs> you're true. good you're good uh, it is it is phenomenal those bones are actually they probably just took my bones away they took your bones away your bones are working, your bones are working out your somewhere yeah, that's you know what that's the play <laughs> damn um, act six <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I, I really love it. I'm, I I think there has lots to say about about like if you, I'm gonna write a thing today about about this game and the necropolitical, the ways in which the ways in which power can uh, not just control you and control societies in order to like force you into a certain type of living, but can actually destroy societies, destroy cultures by kind of controlling the things around them by controlling I mean it's a game called Kentucky Route Zero it is about routes it is about routes it is about whichever way you want to pronounce that it's about routes R-O-U-T-E-S it's also about routes R-O-O-T-S it's it's about uh, uh, it's about mechanisms of travel it's about logistics it's about trying to, to deliver things and the ways in which if you can control the delivery of things you can control a lot of things around life and and eventually you can stamp out life if you don't like it um, Death Stranding Death Stranding uh, that's hey man, you just go to the crystal, you turn around, and you see the scarecrow. Right. It's God, that's so on your right. fucking good. Uh, well, it's funny because I, I talked to the developers on Friday, and the, there are uh, these travel sequences where you're given seemingly nonsensical directions. We're like, this is actually what I, I don't know if it's like word for word, but there is one where it's like someone tells you yeah. it's like the closest the game gets to a puzzle is um, like following some driving directions, and one of them is like it's just a a closed loop. It's a circle. Like you, you can only go forwards. You can only go backwards. But every, I don't know, five, six seconds, you see a different object in the sky. And like one of the directions you get is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you leave here, go counterclockwise. When you see the crystal, you turn around and then and wait until you see the scarecrow and then immediately turn back and it'll be right there. <laughs> and you do that and then you get to the location you're going to. And I was explaining to the developers that was like, like in the, obviously that sounds sort of goofy, but uh, as someone that, started driving before GPS right. and spent a lot of time driving in back roads in Wisconsin in which I had family and family friends that lived on kind of like farm-like houses um, or in that sort of like those kind of areas of Wisconsin in which people lived a mile or more away from one another. Like there was like early map quest around that time, but yeah. often it didn't work in all areas and was useless at 
you know, 11 o'clock at night where like there's no lighting on the streets. You just, it's just darkness for miles. Like the way things were explained to you is like, actually the fucking roads are useless. Right. It's like, oh, like go three farmhouses down, like turn left. Like then you're going to get to that bumpy road. That's a roller coaster. So you want to go over two of those bumps <laughs> right. and then you're going to take a right, which is honestly not like, so like I, I, I laughed and then also was like, it's actually just not that much. It's just a, it chooses a, a, a more, uh, you know, yeah, I, hyperbolized. Like it just choo- it chooses different objects, but uh, that's really not that different than how we used to describe ways of communicating, of driving, of being in. You know, if you've spent your whole life in suburbs of the city, um, it's just so much fucking different out in the middle of yeah. like kind of nowhere, and it's a, it's a different life. It's a different way of traveling. I'm very curious um, how the way that I think this game evokes. They pulled on that stuff because they're not from Kentucky, right? These developers are from Chicago. I want to say yes and no. So they started in Chicago okay. um, over the course of this development. Um, uh, one of the main designers, uh, his uh, wife was from Kentucky. Okay. He ended up moving to Kentucky. So this game's been in development for ten plus years. Right, he spent and I would that say time. for. More than half of it, he actually has been living in Kentucky. And Kentucky was picked for specific um, reasons because of its history of um, the worker mm-hmm. and uh, environmental exploitation. Like, it's set in Kentucky for, like, very specific historical reasons. Um, and so it's like yes and no. Like, it's not um, entirely people just uh, from Chicago picking, you know, a white working class area to, like, set a, a game in. But they're, they do have some personal connection to to, to the area that it's in. Yeah. Totally. Um, the the like I guess if I want to make a final like entreat to to people to to play this, it's also just a weird game to talk about. I'll say because it's been coming out for seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What is a spoiler for a game? Right. Been, been, been like, twenty twenty thirteen. For me, three weeks ago, a spoiler would have been different than it is than than someone yeah. who had kept kept up with the game. There's like right. major stuff that happens in Act Four that I would have been pissed if I had if it had been spoiled for me. I haven't brought it up. Um, yeah. Uh, but but it would have been out for years, and in some ways, if someone's like, oh, yeah, I played Kentucky Route Zero, and then they said, oh, this thing happens, I'd be like, fuck you, why'd you tell me that? Like, you said you, <laughs> you played said you Kentucky Route Zero. <laughs> you said you played it. I was like, I, right. yeah, well, I, I didn't play all of it. I only played Act 3. Um, that would have been, that would have, it's a weird thing to talk about in that way, because we kind of want to, I want to serve both the people who've already played those first four acts and are curious about Act 5, and also serve the people who've not played any of it, and who are like, well, I've been waiting. Play this game. Uh, I really love it. I think that I think that the there was a, a lot of bravery in the way that they handle Act Five. Um, I think it sticks the landing. It just might not be the the landing you expect it to to try to stick in a good way. Yeah, though, right. Definitely. It's like it's it's the best kind of surprise. Is one that if we had all sat down and wrote. Like, yes. What do we, okay. What do we think we want from Act Five? It, like this, 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 this. This would be interesting. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if they would do this. Literally nothing. Almost nothing on my list would have been what actually ends up occurring in, in Act Five, and just ah, just the the presentation of Act Five is so. There's you can't get you will not be able to. No. You have no. Nope. You have no you know, yeah, idea try, try how you will interact with that yeah. world. Just try. If you just can sit, write us a note on yourself, what you think the put, interface yeah. will be. Because <laughs> you won't get it. God, it's no. so good. It's so good. I'm not going to say anything else. And they commit to it. Yeah. I kept waiting like, oh, cool. This is like a bit. We're no. going to break. They're going to go back uh-uh. to the traditional way of presentation. This is nope. it. Nope. Start to finish. Start to finish. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's so good. Uh, so that's Kentucky. The little button that you put. The one button you have. You I was like, okay, this is the one thing. Two things about the Switch presentation, the Switch version of it. I didn't. We didn't play on, uh-huh. I think it's coming out on PS4 and Xbox also. Is that true? Everything. Yeah, everything. It'll be on everything this week. Uh, I will say Act 5 struggles a little bit on Switch. There are definitely some yep. moments where the present it can't keep up with the presentation, at least on TV mode. I didn't try handheld mode. Um, two, I there's something I miss about 
the PC UI that still happened every once in a while on the Switch version, which is on the PC, you click to move, right? Kato, you've been playing this. Yeah. And it does the thing with, like, the horseshoe. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't happen in the Switch version because you have direct control of your characters. Oh, okay. So you're, like, holding them the thumbstick to move. But on the PC, it would put, like, a little stake in the ground and throw a horse, like, a little ghost horseshoe. Yeah. Like, a little it's bright good. white. It's really good. And that just doesn't happen uh, in it, the... I. It doesn't happen. It's also frustrating because this game has a very limited window in which you can actually interact with things. Like, it, often, like, what is in front of you is what's actually there. Yeah. And it's not meant to be, like, a game where, like, you're poking at every corner yes. and there's lots of hidden Easter eggs. I mean... That's like many things in Kyrie Zero. That's both yes and no. That's both true and not true, yeah. depending uh-huh. on the situation. Yep. <laughs> but like generally, that's the case. Um, and I found direct control to be like frustrating because sometimes I get caught between things. I'm like, am I supposed to be exploring yeah, here? Yeah. Is this Joy-Con and there drift? Are times or when am I, I wanted, just... like the, there's a whole wing of the factory? I don't think that you get unless you deliberately go over there. I'm pretty mm. sure that's true, and like do that, or the same thing with the with the main map of the Kentucky area in in Act One. Even uh, there are places that are just off side roads that you just like go to, and they'll show up if you explore every inch of that map. There's probably twelve places you can go to get like little vignettes, either visual or or text, um, and it's way easier to explore that stuff with mouse and key or with uh, yeah mouse than yeah. it is with the controller. I think um, I'm with you. Any final thoughts, Patrick? No, it's great. Um, it's one. I'm glad it's as good as I was hoping it would be. I, I don't know that I could have. I, I don't think I could be happier than with what they managed to put together. It's a, the, I think it's a pretty remarkable achievement. Um, and it's one of those games I think some people stopped playing because worried it was not going to get finished. And it's <laughs> it's cool to see it. Um, and that's the one thing they did say was like they never got too hung up on people saying I'm going to wait, you yeah. know, because that happened a lot. I think as like the acts went on and it became clear it was not going to be a three or four year project, but it's turned into a decades long <laughs> um, creative process. But the the one stuff they were f- not, they, they felt bummed out about when people were losing faith that the project might even get finished. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Cause they said they were committed to that. And they did say that for the next thing they do, they're dropping the whole uh, being secretive and not talking uh, facade. They actually found it to be isolating and they want it. They want to share their work and talk with an audience. So it sounds like that will not necessarily be the case with whatever they move on to. Well, yeah, they have this very active Patreon, is my understanding now, which they I think they opened in between Acts Four and Five, mm-hmm. um, where there's lots of dialogue. I think there's a Discord. Like it's like that sort of vibe now. Um, so I'm, I'm I bet they keep that going now that Act Five is out. You know, I, mm-hmm. um, they also recently well. The, the, the big thing they said was uh, they were so spoiler conscious with uh, – Sure. Sh- they, o- often they didn't want to show anything about an act before it was nearly finished was because um, they were trying to like keep that – the mystery contained for, for the audience. And, but they're like there's so many fun things like this game would break – you know, all the traditional things you hear from developers like, you know, like the, the – driving there's the, the factory sequence and the the unique interface you get yeah um yeah, yeah, introduced yeah. to like you can imagine how that broke in some pretty fucked up oh, ways yeah. and that's like one of the things they wish they could like have shared gifts of and stuff like that so it's not like they're going to be a little more open book cool um, there's a they have a github page where they just have like basically screenshots of their entire internal wiki through act four huh. which is so hmm. fascinating because there's just stuff that is just like there's stuff that doesn't come up. There's stuff that comes up, but 
like um, incidentally that that is like, oh, yeah, here's like, a you know, here's something about the play. Here's here's something about the the, you know, um, the band or here's the thing that happens. And you're like, oh, that's what happened. OK, we only got the ver- they have like, you know, their the story Bible, basically, or they're like their summaries of each of each act. And so for you, you're like you're experiencing certain things through a certain, you know, fog or through a certain perspective that is not sometimes uh, this I think this happens. This happens, I think, as early as Act One. Act One is the muse. You go to that museum, Kado. Did you go to that museum? No. Maybe I'm thinking about. There's a side vignette thing, which again is like off some side road in, uh-huh. in the Kentucky screen. I know I'm gonna make you just go back and play this Shit. game now. I, I, I'm gonna get the TV version and play. I play it, it straight through. Straight through okay. all the, uh, again because um, I wasn't expecting this to be that type of game that I would play with Christina. But oh, it's gonna be that. Oh type my of god! Game now. Please, yeah, play I that didn't game know. With yeah. yeah. <laughs> Please, 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 please. Like, I think, I think, yeah. It's going to be good. Um, but there's moments when, like, you will take the, you, oh, you know what? I'm thinking of a sequence in Act 2, uh, for sure. But there, you take the, your dialogue is being chosen from, like, people watching footage of this thing happening after the fact. Huh. Um, and that is a cool, or, like, you know, or, or interviewing people or whatever it is after the fact. So you're not even, you're not even that, that main character's perspective. And so you're getting everything through this kind of, like, through a filter, whereas in the their notes that's on the, I think you'd find it if you just search for GitHub Kentucky Route Zero official developer wiki, <laughs> um, and maybe even just Kentucky Route Zero. Yeah, if you just search for Kentucky Route Zero official developer wiki, you will find this GitHub page, um, and it's like here's the thing that I, here's what was actually happening. Here's mm-hmm. like the very basic stuff. Um, it's fascinating. It's like so cool to look at them talk about some of the major set pieces and some of like the what their touchstones were, what like the re- what some of the reference the references that they were drawing on are stuff like that. So definitely uh, give that a look if you're the sort of person who's interested in that. You know, um, and also stuff that just doesn't come up or stuff thematically. Like there's a there's a piece here that's like. Um, Relevant to Act 4 stuff, Patrick, border disputes. Border and border crossings would be an mm-hmm. interesting way to talk about the transitional character of the, the river. Uh, border disputes can take could, could be over non-political, mundane, and abstract borders, like a disagreement about where one person's garden ends and their neighbor's neighbors begins. A dispute over what part of a hybrid bar slash liquor store is the bar and which part is the store. A wedding and ensuing discussion about how each family is now constituted. And it's like some of this stuff makes the game. Some of it doesn't make the game. But here's just like them brainstorming. What are the types? Types of ideas we want to theoretically talk through in this episode. I love, I love that they're that they're being open about this. I really hope that they do this with. The, I hope they add all the Act Five stuff in a month or whatever, so I can see how they. I really want to hear how they conceptualized getting to where they got to in Act Five. So, all right, we should take a break. Um, when we come back, um, y- y'all are going to talk more than me because y'all have played Kingdom Hearts Remind. Um, so. No, play is a subjective. Wow. Uh, wow. All right. We'll be right back. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.
All right, we are back. Sorry, I sighed. I read a thing about Act 4 and sighed. That other boat. It's just there's another boat. That whole sequence. And it's so much. And that's all I'll say. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Fuck. Cato. <laughs> Cato. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, what's up? It's a, it's a movie. God. It's a movie. It's... Kind of, this, I heard it was the hard bad? boss fights. I think this DLC is bad. I think this is... is this you're is the first co- person who said the, this. Everyone I know who's... Is, so many people I know love this DLC. This DLC... Yeah, because you know what? It should have been in the main game. They yeah. Just, this is just... This is literally... Damn. <laughs> Damn. Ooh, we got that game out the door. Now for the last <laughs> next year, we're going to... We're gonna do all that others. It's yeah. Kind of oh, hold on though. Hold on. This. Think about think about doing that after that though. Kingdom Hearts. Think about Remind. going through that at the end of that game. That's too much. I feel like we no, needed Kingdom this ha- distance. That's too much. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts already too. Uh, where's that bar? <laughs> oh my Kingdom God. Hearts Remind is a DLC that came out. Um, uh, last week, uh, late late last week, right? Uh, yeah, that's on Thursday. Uh, yeah, right. Thursday for the PlayStation Four version in Kingdom Hearts Three. It's coming out for the Xbox One at the end of February. Um, in which the oh, <laughs> the opening is. Um, I mean, it technically takes place. Well, okay. What does technically takes place mean? Um, I guess we're gonna spoil parts of Kingdom Hearts three. So let's just we're gonna be sure. we're gonna live in a post Kingdom Hearts three. And are we going to eventually world. do a Kingdom Hearts three lore reason? The Kingdom Hearts three yes. remind lore yes. reason. So once Natalie yes. plays it, we yeah, bring yeah, her yeah, yeah, we'll yes, do a whole yes, thing. Yeah, we'll yes. we'll get around to that at some point. Um, we're not gonna litigate that now, but we're yeah, actually. Yeah, gonna I just want to make sure. I just want to make points. sure that we will talk about because I haven't seen yeah. any of this. Yet. I want to learn. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But um, because like the the, the the DLC opens as part of a late game. Like it all takes place in late game sequences um, of of Kingdom Hearts three, so I just don't want to have to worry about Kato and I talking around it. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, what well, like the setup is that uh, in order to save Kyrie, that Sora is going to have to venture into the hearts of various characters, and as he works his way through from like heart to heart to heart, he'll be able to make his way to Kyrie to save her. While at the, the game sets up, um, you get, get the ultimate sacrifice will have to be made, which I guess in theory is like why he ends up in the other world, you know, in I the epilogue uh-huh. sequence. I haven't finished Remind, to be, to be clear. Okay. Wait, wait. Through Did this happen already? The thing you just described, going from heart to heart, was yeah. this happening off screen? In, yes. Okay, so this is... Yeah. This, this is a, a near... B near the route. end. <laughs> this is a what? This is a near B route, basically. I see. Uh, for this last second, this is like the cam. The, the the camera turned to the left, and then what was happening on the right is this you DLC stayed on the boat in. instead of going off to the <laughs> yeah. tiki bar. Yeah. So what yeah. Ha- what was when was this happening in the main game? Who are you playing as in the main game when this was happening? Sora. I mean, you played as uh, Sora the whole time. But this is what Sora was doing. No, this is what. Hmm. <sighs> okay, more reason <laughs> this is, Game Hearts three yeah. later. Well, no, like we should unpack this a little bit just to get people. Like, I, I, I actually didn't find like that's one thing this DLC does not do. Like, I, I, right, I've so, said as someone that as someone that likes Kingdom Hearts, uh-huh. uh, different parts of it a lot. Um, I don't like the combat, I, but that's neither, neither here nor there. Actually, it is here because there's a lot of boss battles in this DLC. But yeah, um, it was great. <laughs> I, I don't like this. I, I think Kingdom Hearts has a very interesting story told very poorly. And I stand by that criticism of Kingdom Hearts as a whole because I think part of what Lore Reasons taught me it was like, oh, there's all these really interesting ideas that are just 
told so poorly in the actual like playing and watching of yeah. how the story is constructed. And this DLC is like the worst parts of that, like <laughs> just like t- just like thrown in to the mix because there's no setup, there's no explanation. There's, I mean, Austin, this is literally it. 40 minutes of cutscenes before you get thrown into just a random <laughs> boss battle right. to like kick off um, the mm. sequence. It's not even like an easy boss battle. Like, cool, we're gonna like lean. We're just gonna like get no, into well, this. You're like, fucking in it from the jump. <laughs> I forgot. This game just like punches buttons. you in the teeth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's not like it has a like tutorial where it's like, hey, you want to go some combat sequences? Remember how to block? It's just like, now nah, here's some text that explains how to block, but we'll give you no game feel for like how to actually do this in, in the actual game. <laughs> it's just. Uh, yeah, uh, it, it was a bit rough to, to to get back into it, but I I do think that um, the kind of one on one combat is has been probably the better stuff in this in in these games when you're fighting another Keyblade wielder. Of it's some like a sort. fun duel between yeah. two Keyblade wielders, right? Yeah. Like the the group stuff, the like killing endless darkness has always been kind of like ah eh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so these fights, I I, I did. I did think were were pretty cool, but yeah. So like, it's you know what it is. It's Back to the Future two. Okay, sure, right? Because there's the you one the, Marty. You go to the future. You get a hoverboard. Yeah, Jaws no, no, no. Wait, wait. Out. It's two the one where he goes back. No, two is the one where he goes back. It's also the. It's also the future. Yeah, yeah, it's both. Wait, what? Yeah, how does that? Oh wait, that movie starts. Oh god, yeah, it's a lot. Um, so this is where he goes. In other words, you're saying he's the the part where he goes back and there's two of him in the yeah, past. Yeah, and he has to be careful of not being seen by his yes. past self. Also, that's kind of what ha- is happening right. here. He's, there's two Soras. There's yes. There's the second, the heart no, Sora. Roxas. No. There's, God damn it. <laughs> no, this is Sora's heart. This is Sora's heart. Sora's heart. But isn't Sora's heart in yeah. Sora at the time? Well, your yeah. heart could be so in multiple places, few, right? A heart could be in multiple places? Right, because that's how Xehanort travels through time yeah. is because it, his heart has right. already been there, right? Why doesn't Xehanort just travel back in time over and over again until there's an army of Xehanorts? He, he does. I mean, there's young Xehanort. No, but why Zemnus, is there 30 of them? Why doesn't he just keep doing it until it's Dynasty Warriors? I don't I don't know what the limitations are, but I mean, Sora, dis- Sora disappears at the end of this because he used this power, so maybe there are limitations. Maybe limitations. <laughs> Damn. Uh, but basically, it yeah, like the 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 span of this is from the moment where Donald Duck dies. Shut the fuck up. Uh, not post, that specific. Is that, is that a flare, Donald Duck? Yes, Zeta, okay. the, that that scene where yeah. he does the Zeta flare, like that's kind of like the beginning of this whole sequence, and it like goes through that again from a third perspective of uh, you having to. Um, do a specific set of like transferring between different hearts in order. I don't, this is the part that fucked me up and I don't understand. And we'll get into it on lower reasons why this worked or didn't. So, in theory, this, this is all occurring like while this sequence is playing out. Is yeah, it, yeah. Like, you, the Sora, heart Sora is time traveling to go between the hearts of these characters while in the quote unquote present. Do they know this what's battle? happening? And then, no. like, like Sora is then. Going to that weird uh, in-between worlds area that I, the name I forget. Where the Moogle um, is. It's not a Moogle, but whatever. Yes. The little cat doll. The place of sky and ocean? Shibbity Crockett. Like what's, the, what's, the little, what's the little cat's name? It's what? a cat, right? Cheer three. Cheer three. Cheer three. Cheer three. Cheer three. 
Chirithi. Three cheers. Chirithi. Three cheers. The three cheers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh huh. So I... you like it? Is it good? Does it? Does it? Do you? Okay. Time out. Real important one. Uh huh. Do you get to play mm. as Kyrie? Yes. Cool. That that part was fucking. Yeah. No. You get to play. Yeah, as a bunch playing of different characters. characters is great. Yes. It actually like straight up does a thing where you you know, uh, enter a. Uh, a boss battle you already played in Kingdom Hearts 3, uh-huh. a lot of them, back to back, just here we are again at this same fight. Um, but it'll like cut to a scene where uh, it says like L2 and R2, like you want to play as Roxas or you want to play as Sora? I don't know who's out here playing as Sora, yeah. but of <laughs> course I'm hitting Roxas. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah absolutely. You want to play as Aqua? Of course yeah. I, I want to like, play as Aqua. <laughs> it's, a, it's a thing that uh, I, I hope becomes like part of Kingdom Hearts going forward, like those, that itself like makes the comp, like as someone that has never found the combat of Kingdom Hearts to be all that uh, gratifying, even just the divert, it's, the reason I've never found it gratifying is because uh, absent playing a much harder difficulty mode, you can just kind of buzz saw your way through the game. And for me, I would rather approach it as like, give me a diversity of like play styles. Like give me characters that actually act differently um, as I'm playing as them. And to some degree that is true of like Roxas or an Aqua. Like there's at least a little bit of difference in like how they dodge or the, the, the sort of the cadence of uh, like hitting X to attack. And I loved that stuff. And, mm-hmm. and it immediately was like, this needs to be or should be part of just how Kingdom Hearts balances itself going forward is like giving multiple characters would be it helps storytelling stuff and yeah. it would I think help the combat too right. totally that sounds good yeah it was I thought that part was really fun and they also fill in around those characters they fill in some stuff that was like here's a here's a difficult part though is that it's been long enough since I finished that game that I'm not sure how much is new exactly but there's definitely some I, parts where yes. it's like <laughs> where it's like oh that's why X happened or, oh, here are these people having a moment that we didn't get in the main game that would have been good to get then as far as, like, you know, Ooh. learning about the character's emotional states. And that's, this- what, that's what I mean. Like, the, yeah. the game, this comes out a year later. Uh. It has no... Th- there were, there were moments where I was like, oh, this is a new cutscene. And then I'd look it up. I was like, no, it's no, not. It's, like, yeah, this is funny. just a thing from the original game. Yeah. The Like, I, I wrote in a, a tweet. I was like, the pacing and editing of this is is bad because I don't absent like I feel like I'm gonna play this and then I'm gonna need lore reasons or a wiki to explain to me like the importance of various scenes which is unfortunate because they're like there's some really you know in, in the spectrum of Kingdom Hearts like really like dramatically important and interesting and like heart-wrenching scenes yeah but like at the moment where I'm like did I already was I already bummed out about this a the year first ago time around right a, is this a new one or is it just that like a couple of lines are new? Like right. there is no, it does, it does no work to convey any of that. And I'd actually would have ultimately preferred, Hey, just give me the option to like slot this into, I'll just replay the last parts, the last like six hours of kingdom hearts three yeah. and just mix this in. So it's all a seamless, like a uh, piece of storytelling. Cause if you're going to how do, do it, how as, would you do fil- that? Think about what that would be, though, because you've already gone through that sequence twice, right? There's the first time where everyone dies, and then the second time when fucking Sora goes back in time to save everyone, and then this is a it third time. It would probably just time. be cutscenes, right? It would, ju- it would just be cutscenes, right? You would take out the combat, and you would be like, also at the same time, this is what was happening. I mean, like, I'm just saying, like, there is a way to do that that yeah. is, uh, there, there are, there are, 
whatever the way to do that to make it more uh, effective and impactful is the op is is whatever this is not like I don't I don't have like a a tidy solution. No. It's just because it undercuts its own work. Like there's there's cool stuff going on here, and it's just very difficult to understand the yeah. gravity of it, where it fits in. Um, there are definitely. Did you finish? Have you finished it yet? Yeah, and there's definitely. Wait, so oh right, because you're doing you're doing the fights, uh, the 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 limits or whatever. Those yeah, are yeah, yeah, which is not not which is which is so like in the remind trailer they show the uh square enix characters uh mm -hmm. that's in the limit cut episode like uh, that doesn't have which is yeah. basically just What's a, the that's just a series of episode? fights right so, you want to explain what that is yeah so basically the thing that i'm not going to play <laughs> once you do once you finish remind uh there's it's basically an epilogue uh sora has disappeared which happened at the end of Kingdom Hearts 3. So you already knew that without playing Remind. Now you just know why. Uh, but it's basically an epilogue. People are looking for different uh, clues as to where Sora may be. Um, they recreate essentially some data. So there's a data Sora again. And you have to analyze the uh, combat data of the organization, which means there's a room with a bunch of doors, and each one of them is a different fight boss fight against one of the organization members and they're hard as shit mm -hmm. uh especially if you're under leveled like i was i was level 43 and i went in there and everyone was like yeah you should probably be around level 80 for these and it's like well Come fuck <laughs> i guess i'm gonna go grind for a bit right i got up to 60 and i was like fuck this <laughs> i'm gonna go back Jeez. it was easier sure uh still couldn't make it through one fight um i'll, I'll get there eventually but apparently there is a new secret ending at the end of all of those fights is 13 well, and fights. It, and apparently like Christ. the secret boss is uh, that was what inspired a, a, a thread like I'm resetter that was like Namura has finally lost his mind <laughs> and I was like oh this is oh okay like yeah. this, this is where like the fact that that's causing Kingdom Hearts fans to be like He's, wait, he's, what? He's is yeah. that makes me so excited. Like that is, the, <laughs> I am, I cannot wait to watch the YouTube no commentary let's play of the, that boss fight. Um, because I don't think I'm gonna make it through those. Yeah, uh, the gauntlet that you're that you're currently working your way through. I think I think I don't I don't know how much more how many more attempts I have in me, but I feel like I'm making small progress on one of them. So I don't know about all thirteen. <laughs> uh, but it is it is uh, it's the most challenged I've been in this game, which is good. Speaking of limits, yeah. are there limit breaks? What's up with the Final Fantasy characters? I remember those they were in the thing. They're there. You don't play as them. No. Yeah. Are they, they meaningful? They're not, they're not fighters. I don't get to be any of my Final Fantasy friends. No. No, this is not uh what was that fine uh, air, air guys? Air guys get in the ring. What? Air guys get in the ring? Kids it was a days. square made a uh, back in the PS1 God of the, era, God yeah. bless the ring, not get in the ring. God I'm, I'm sorry, Kato. I understand uh, why you don't understand yeah, now. It's air right. guys. God totally. bless the ring. Not get I in the didn't ring. recognize it before. Yeah, that but now you do. Yes, obviously. Yeah, you the know. game that people. Oh no, that was uh, Tobal number one. That was the one that people rented to get the Final Fantasy eight playable demo. That sounds right. Eight. That's eight? Seven, but you you think it was eight? It wasn't. It, mm, yes. Was it seven? seven. Or was it eight? It's seven. I think it was eight. I think it was, was it seven? seven. It was seven. Hmm. We before you run, we know Dissidia exists. I know that there are other Final <laughs> Fantasy fighting games. I know I would probably like Dissidia given my my desire to play more arena based fighters. Which, by the way, y'all see, y'all saw 
Gundam Extreme versus Maxi Boost is coming. Yeah. To mm-hmm. it's Extreme. It's mm, Mobile Suit Gundam. Maxi uh, nope. Bo- no, Extreme, Extreme versus versus Maxi Boost on. Maxi Boost on. Correct. Yeah. Maxi Boost on. <laughs> Maxi Boost on. Maxi Boost on. Yeah, Maxi Boost on. That's coming out. That's like been announced for for like English release mm-hmm. and so I want to import yeah. mm-hmm. it and put it on like English menus only <laughs> uh, so I'm psyched about that I'll, a quick other shout out really quick Hardcore Mecha comes out on consoles I want to say this week uh, PS4 I just got a PS4 code I haven't tried it on PS4 but but I do want to shout out is I did start playing that game again I talked about this very briefly last year um, it was it's a it's a indie game I want to say it's from I want to say it's from China I'm not I'm not 100% sure if that is true I need to double check it. Uh, but really great like 2D at retro action game um, that uh, has just like a story mode that's really fun and like filled with all of the kind of conventions of mech fiction, uh, including getting an upgraded mech and like having a <laughs> one level be kind of a side scrolly shooter, like a space shooter. And it like really gets all of the like if you can imagine a a sort of 2D I want to say like 32-bit style 2D side-scroller um, in the in the kind of vibe of, I mean, it's really pulling from stuff like Cybernator and um, I want to say, what is it, Armored armored Suits? I always get this name wrong. Like an SNES style, like mech, side-scrolling mech game um, hmm. or Assault Suit Lanos, stuff like that. Uh, but with like really neat kind of 2D cartoonish graphics. What I want to shout out is they added a mode called the simulation survival mode, which is like a wave-based action mode where you unlock upgrades and you get drops for mechs and you can go through a tech tree to unlock the sort of story mechs. Like you start with just like grunt shitty, sh- a shitty mech <laughs> and then you can unlock different ones based on how you upgrade yours and you eventually unlock like 30 different mech suits. And it's just like an arcade mode, but it's been like a very fun background podcast game type thing for me the last week or two. Uh, that game again is called Hardcore Mecha. It's not a great name, uh, but if it had if it had, had that simulation mode in it, this kind of wave-based arcade like slow upgrade mode, it would have probably it probably would have cracked my top ten list if I'm not Damn. if I'm not lying to myself because it's like it is that much fun for me to make the numbers go up and try out these different mechs that will have different gimmicks. Um, and I wish it had been in the game to begin with, but that that is out now this week on PS4 at least. I don't remember. I don't. Or I don't. I haven't tried it on PS4, so I can't vouch for how it feels there or how the play is. But I do play with a controller now on PC, and I, I like it a lot. So shout outs to that. Um, nice. Uh, still playing Final Fantasy 14. I'm still playing Final Fantasy 12. We don't need to get into those things. That's fine. Don't. They're, it's fine. <laughs> Eric guys, God bless the ring. Uh, anything else you want to shout out before we wrap things up today? We never. Yeah, hold on. Oh, go ahead, Kadawa. I, 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 I don't know if we want to talk about Temtem. For oh, a did bit. you play Temtem? I played like a solid amount of Temtem, uh, the game that Nintendo needs to steal all their ideas from for the next Pokemon game. Oh wow, you feel that strongly? <laughs> yeah, it's it's i mean it's it, they're kind of playing to uh the community but basically this game is uh you know pokemon and everything but name the battle system is very similar uh but they do a bunch of interesting tweaks to it that make it a little more engaging from the jump um instead of where pokemon only really gets really interesting and competitive mm-hmm. um to the point like so basically the setup is similar things like it's the day where everyone you're old enough to get a temtem now everyone gets a that's what these uh monsters are called instead of balls you 
put them into like digital cards and you throw them they're and they Digimon. come out. Yeah. They're Digimon? Basically. Okay. No, they're sorry, no, that's not right. They're not Digimon. They're uh they're Yu-Gi-Oh's. They're Yu-Gi-Oh's. So Yu-Gi-Oh's right. don't come out. They only they, get, yeah, they do. They get visualized. They right. don't come out. I mean sometimes it feels like it. Can they make them real? I've They're like never finished fucking watching throwing Yu-Gi-Oh. fireballs and then like the like person's like, arena. Oh, They're at no. an arena. They're like at a magic or like and a hex arena. I know, but these, these are real. Are these real. real? These are real. Yeah, these are real. Okay. Um, and the, 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 the battle setup is basically 2v2 throughout the whole entire game. Oh, wow. And they've kind of leaned into uh, um, making this kind of the 2v2 um, work through different things like uh, certain moves, if like the other Pokemon is of a certain type, moves change. Like they will get different, uh, uh, um, like one a move that is just doing like ten damage will like get added po- uh, a poison uh, like chance if the person next to you is also poisoned. Oh, so you're saying on the like, same side? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're saying like. I got you. Cool. Yeah, you can do different. Um, if you throw out a Charmander and also a Bulbasaur, right. they might have an ability that like sets the Bulbasaur's leaves on fire, and As, now there's right. like a damage over time effect or something. Things like that. Totally. Um, the other thing that they are there change, animations for that, or is it just whatever? Uh, yeah, there's like uh, like the animations change a little bit. It's okay. not the biggest thing, yeah. but um, what's interesting too is that they've changed the way that in Pokemon uh, you were limited how many times you could use a move through Pokemon power but usually that was so high that it never mattered within a single fight it mostly mattered uh, when you were going long stretches without... right it was the thing was like you couldn't it was almost like an Estus flask in a sense right so you had to get back to a a poke center uh, yes once to you recharge like... your fire shot that's right. not a real move right your quick attack yeah uh, in this, they're doing a lot more things where, like, uh, basically each Pokemon has a stamina bar, and each move takes up a certain amount of stamina. Uh, so and it's if... more like an Estus Flask situation. <laughs> well, but like it's it's per per battle instead of. Oh, I see. So like, uh, I that's interesting. I can only um, some moves you can't do on the first turn. They have to take a tr- turn to like charge up some moves. It's like a Magic the Gathering thing. It's like, That's like, like a CCG like, right, like summoning sickness. <laughs> right, totally. Uh, and then mo- every single move has like a stamina uh, uh, amount that, and then that takes down the Pokemon stamina bar. And once it hits the bottom, you have a choice to basically push that Pokemon. Excuse me, that Tam Tam? That's shit. <laughs> I think you mean that Fuck. Temtem. Yes, you have to. You have you have a choice to push the Temtem. Do that move, whatever it is. But the Temtem will take damage, and then we'll have to be sit out the next turn. So there's a lot of more choices of like in in individual battles, like when you want to use certain moves, when you want when you know it's safe to take a turn to rest and refill that stamina gauge. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, you have all the normal uh, things that you've come to learn from Pokemon were like right. type matchups and all that stuff. How many stuff. types are there in this? Uh, I th- think there were 12. Okay. Um, are they cool? Are they the same? Is it fire? They're not and the gra- same. Okay. Uh, some of them are different and they don't make as much intuitive sense, I think, but that's just because they're trying to avoid. I'm looking these up. I want to see um, how many we can name. Temtem, Temtem Wiki. Yeah. We look them up. Look them up. I'm looking them up. I got to know. I know. All right. Let me see. Let's all, let's try to, we're going around in the story. I'm not. I'm not, we're not going around circles. I have a list in front of me. Yeah. Kato, name a type of Temtem. I mean, I know them. Name one. Mental. All right. Mental is on the list. Patrick, name a type of Temtem. Spiritual. 
That is not on. That is not on the list. I like your. I like where you're going. Yeah, that's a. It's not too far. That'll be an expansion. Yeah. One because it's still in early access. Right. Kado name or Tam Tam type. Crystal. That's like spiritual. I should have given. I should have given Patrick <laughs> right. Crystal that's for spiritual. <laughs> Patrick, name a type of Tam Tam. All right, so it can't be. So it's not just like fire ice. Um, just name one. Fire. Fire is a type of Tam Tam. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's so right. Right. Still right. I, thought, I thought it was okay. I thought we Kato? had to get a little more out there. Name two types of Temtem. Two? Yeah. Uh-oh. All right. Nature. That's true. And mm. melee. That's true. Okay. Patrick, name two types of Temtem. Physical. <laughs> name another one. Demon. Damn, those are both all those right. Are, yeah, those are demons should get added. They yeah, don't have totally. demons. No. They have neutral, which is not physical, but it probably <laughs> is physical, right? That's, right. That's what they mean that's by that. Kind of, yeah. I'll give you a half point. <laughs> I'm not kind of keeping track of these points. Kato, name two more types of Temtem. Uh, shit. We're well, getting into it now. Yeah. Um. Is it toxic? Name a second type of Temtem. Digital. Those are both correct. Yes. What? <laughs> Digital. <laughs> digital. That's a good one. Yeah. Digital Mon. What does digital, digital mean? Digimon are the It's champions. just a type. I don't know. A new era of technological wonders has come to the archipelago, and Digital Temtem are the paradigmatic like example. Di- di- Digisora situation? Yeah, Digisora. Exactly like Digisora. <laughs> Created in the high tech labs of Nanto, the creation of Digimon oh. Temtem, these hybrid creatures possess qualities that no organic Temtem does. There's only two of them right now Ori and Zao Blonde. What are these? Oh, that's kind of cute. Yeah, Zalbion, Zalbion. That's the other Apologies. thing I'll say about these so far is that they. I feel like there's been a lot of attempts to make Pokemon likes throughout the years, and something about the designs have never really caught my eye. At least, like these feel like uh, they've escaped enough out of the orbit of Pokemon, but still are in conversation with Pokemon that uh, I'm. You know, I think they're cute. Basically, yeah. yeah. The remaining types, by the way. There are more? Wait, shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. You, you missed three. Three? Uh, Kato, name three types of temp. Light. Earth? Did you not say Earth before? There are four missing types then. Fuck! Earth, light I, I, is not one of them. Light again, they will probably add light. Uh, I feel it. Three frost. more. I think three more. Frost? No, there's no ice. There's, there's no, no frost. Ice. There's fuck. another similar thing, which I don't Hungry. think you said. There's hungry tang, hungry temtem. <laughs> That's right. That's one of the types. Can you feed your temtem? Can you pet your temtem? Uh, not so. Can you fu- cook for I, your temtem? Jesus, I think they probably. That seems like temtem. all stuff they would logically yeah. add at some eventually. <laughs> the remaining types are electric, fuck, water, mm. yeah, and wind. Mm. Right. I was trying. Fucking I was trying to think too one. outside the box. You were. You were because we set it up as being outside the box, but like digital is outside the yeah, box. Yeah, when you were making me guessing, I'm like, shit, okay, I'm not gonna do basic elements. And some of uh, them are just like na- nature is 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 just grass. It's grass. Nature but is they grass. They changed it to nature and mental is psychic, but they changed the name. Right. Uh digital is the one that doesn't really map at all. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. Toxic is poison. Isn't isn't the fate of this that actually like the best thing that could have ever have happened to Pokemon is the existence of Temtem because it is unlikely, given the history of Nintendo, that they were ever going to make the 
like more serious adult. And I mean serious in like the like yeah like oh making a more complicated battle more another super game, cool like, thing. I have to shout uh-huh. this out before I forget. I'm sorry. Yeah. When you start up, you make a character. All of your character choices are completely are um not bound to a gender. Oh, cool. You like open up the screen. You have all the choices in front of you. Hell you yeah. can mix and master as you want, and you choose pronouns at at the end of character creation. It, it gives you the choice between he, him, she, her, and they, them. Awesome. Uh, which was really cool. Yeah. I really like my little character that I made. They have some really good, cool hair choices Hell and yeah. colors and stuff. It's good. Nice. Um, Even stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I just mean like Nintendo is an immovable object. Like they're going to do what they are going to do. Right. Sometimes they listen to feedback from fans. Sometimes they don't. It is, yeah. you know, I can say this, you know, you come, come from it as a Pokemon fan. I come from it as a Mario Maker fan. Like it's, they <laughs> do so much good. And then it's just like, why, you know, you right. just kind of tear your hair out. Right. Um, at, at what, and, um, Temtem, like, I mean, you know, it's got some obstacles in terms of, like, iconography and, like, the emotional um, weight. But, like, if they can get their shit together, I mean, in some ways that's, like, it's really helpful to the larger ecosystem. It's like, okay, look, Pokemon is what it is. Just accept it. And, like, that, like instead of trying to graft Pokemon something out of Pokemon, this is not going to happen because Nintendo's not going to do it. If Temtem can make, like, a really compelling alternative that goes in the direction that people have wanted and people have dreamed about the Pokemon MMO yeah. as long as like there have been internet connected like devices in our homes and it just seems unlikely Nintendo is ever going to make that game or if they did it would just have all the limits it wouldn't have a billion things that you right. think would be on the on the list of like dream stuff I mean, to have in a game like that that's part of what the wild areas were in this last game right like it is that small step that they're making where like in that space if you're connected online you see other players in the world that you can right kind of interact with actually as far as Temtem goes right now. I'm only like 4 hours into that game, but so far there has been nothing that it would it wouldn't lose anything if it wasn't an MMO. Yeah. Like I have other than the fact that like every time I walk into a room there's like 10 other people all standing in front of the same NPC talking to them. Can you turn those players off? Is that a thing? Could you play this I offline? Don't, I haven't checked. Can you play I, offline? I don't think you can't play online, okay. offline because I got the first time I tried to play Temtem, I got completely server blocked. Ooh. Like it was like a queue of 20,000 people Yikes. or some shit. And Ooh. I was like, I that's not going to happen Ooh. tonight. Uh, it was like a peak hour for sure. Um, after that, uh, they, they, they've said they said pretty quickly after the the la- the early access launch that uh, they were upgrading those servers. And I've seen less of those uh, server queues. So. But as far as yeah, Good as far them, as like man. any interaction, like I haven't had anything with other people other than they're there in the world. Oh, so you've like done through battles or co-op. Yeah, and I don't know if it's even who I've knows? seen co-op, I, or I believe there's co-op. Yeah. Or basically, I mean, it's two on. That's part of why it's two on two. Right. You can you supposedly can play the whole campaign with another person. Oh. And you're each putting in one hem huh. Interesting. Which okay. is cool to me. Yeah. Also, I wonder I think how you, you can make a house. You can get a house and you can decorate a house. Nice. I, saw, I haven't gotten yeah, that far yet. You get a house. That's sick. Yeah, they should they put should have Animal that. Crossing in Temtem. Yeah. I mean, they should release Animal Crossing soon. <laughs> soon? Please. This year. It's happening, My finally. My are dying. Because <laughs> I'm playing the wrong game. Because oh I'm God, playing Harvest Moon, and I should be playing Animal Crossing. I'm not playing Harvest Moon. Rune Factory 4 got delayed. It's a re-release. That's a bummer. Okay. Just, I think, a month. Anyway. I think that's it. I think we're done yeah. today. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to read oh, you yeah, a couple you found of quotes something. from... This io9 
interview with I don't know how to pronounce the author of The Witcher, Andre Sapowski. Sapowski, Andres. Andre. Sapkowski. I apologize, Um, but I really highly recommend reading this entire interview. It's very short. I just want to read a couple choice quotes. The headline. I do not like working too hard or too long. A refreshingly honest talk with The Witcher's creator. Hell yeah. Um, clearly an email interview, but still wonderful you nonetheless. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. People should go oh, read the Yoko and- Taro inter- email interview related. On <laughs> yes. <this point. laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that was, we forgot. Yeah, that's a Kato, a Kato and Patrick collaboration. And, yeah. Uh, it was a, uh, yeah, Yoko Taro, terrific. Um, let's see. Da-da-da. Uh, what do you think translated best to screen in the show adaptation? My name appears in the credits. I cannot praise the show. It wouldn't be decent. <laughs> what What do you feel didn't successfully translate to screen in the show adaptation? I would have to be an idiot to say my name appears in the credits. Um, what was your reaction to learning your books were getting 500,000 uh, reprints after at least the Netflix show? How do you expect I answer this question? That I despaired? Shed tears? Considered suicide? No, sir. My feelings were rather obvious and not excessively complex. <laughs> My God. <laughs> what are you most looking forward to with the future of The Witcher shows, which, have, which has already been renewed for season two? Allow me to quote Joe Abercrombie, the author whose books are very much to my liking. Quote, life is basically fucking shit. Best to keep your expectations low. Maybe you'll be pleasantly surprised. End quote. Any additional comments? None whatsoever. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Go read this great interview. Wow. There's a lot more to it from what I'm seeing. That, yeah. Yeah, people should go read the rest of that interview. Shout outs to Beth Beth Elderkin uh, over, over yeah. at io9. You know, what, so, you know, sometimes throwing an, an email interview yep. is throwing a dart at the wall. And sometimes <laughs> the, the person throws the dart back at you in a way that is great. And you go publish, I guess. <laughs> I guess people should, yeah, people should have the ability to read great. this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very funny. All right. On that note, thank you as always for listening. Oh, no, wait. I actually did have a thing to shout out. The thing I was looking up. Um, oh, that is, was not the um, thing you were, okay. No, it was not. Um, that was just me as I was glancing at something. Uh, and Mario Maker, um, there is this creator called Legend. Uh, the last couple streams <laughs> I've been doing, I've been playing all of their levels. They are a tremendously creative uh, uh, player. Um uh, and the ones I want to recommend, I will probably write about it this week. So if you miss it here, there'll be somewhere else to look it up. But they, um, I guess this is a genre of level. I'm not super familiar with it. I mostly came across them the first time from Legend. But it's called Find the Error in the Picture. And basically you go into an area and there are like three different um, little segment, uh, sections that all look exactly the same. And you're just trying to identify like, you know, spot, it's a spot the difference game. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there are like three different pipes you can go through that's where like you quote unquote answering. And if you answer wrong, you die. Mm-hmm. And it's just so goddamn clever. Like it is a, such a, it starts, you, you're like, how, how could it's, it's Mario objects. I've seen a billion of these. Like how, how could you even hide them in a way that would make it manifestly difficult? Well, legend finds a way. Um, it is truly a delight. Um, the, the, lo- there's two of them. Uh, the second level, um, and that'll get you to his creator page and stuff. Is um, the code is GFD zero VXQSG, and it is I have I, I have not smiled that much playing a series of levels as I did uh, wow. playing both of those. I I, I highly that like, comes with the highest recommendation of. Uh, <laughs> 
of a Mario Maker stage. So go check that out if you haven't booted that up in a while. Uh, I have one more shout out, which I've only just started playing, but it's from a creator I love, and I want to let people know that it's out there. Uh, Maze Machina is now out on iOS and Android. It is uh, by God. I wish for now. I think it's Andrew Rowers, is I believe the the name of the creator. Um, you may recognize. Uh, I think that that's right. Is that right? Um, I'm double checking that I'm that I'm that I've got that Arnold, not Andrew. Arnold Rowers. Uh, you might know Arnold's previous games. Um, uh, also, iOS games that are great. Uh, uh, card, I think it's called was it Card Dungeon. Um, am I getting that right? I'm gonna look. I'm gonna just. You know what? I'm gonna just look. Uh, I'm just gonna look these up because I'm gonna <laughs> get them all wrong because I'm tired. Tiny Touchables is the other name that Arnold uh, sometimes publishes games under. Uh, and Tiny Touchables, not the Intouchables. Uh, card Crawl uh, is the was the I think was the first one that I really really liked. Um, card Crawl. Uh, Card, it's like not stealth card, uh, card thief. And then (laughs) there's a one about being a shopkeeper. And I forget the name of the shopkeeper one. Um, uh, or like potion, potion something. Um, uh, but in any case, Miracle Merchant is the third one. That's the third one. Uh, Maze, Maze Machine is a type of game that's something, uh, that I love that is very similar to something like Hoplite or, um, uh, uh, some of of um the kind of m- tiny roguelikes, um, by uh, why am I forgetting all of the names of the things I love right now? <laughs> uh, this is the worst. Why? It's because I'm tired and sick and on medicine probably. Um, what is the name of the person who makes really like really clever tiny roguelikes, mostly for? Mostly for mobile now, uh, but, but uh, the person who made eight for eight hack. Um, why am I? Is that, oh, is that uh, the right uh, number? Uh, bro. Uh, yeah, 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 Michael Bro. Michael. Michael Bro. Is that right, Michael Bro? I uh, think so. Eight six eight hack. Yeah, by Michael Bro. Very similar to those games. Um, uh, it has gorgeous art. It's called again. It's called Maze Machina. You're a little mouse that's been brought to life by a robot, by an automated robot mm-hmm. to test. I'm mean, I just going to read the intro because it's funny. Built for, uh, built for metal bolts and rusty gears, he created his henchmen to have no fears. Uh, keep keep advancing. Come on. Uh, his power sparked them to life, and when they were done, their buzzing voices cheered. Automatron. To test his ma- his machina, he invented a maze, but he needed a subject to act in his plays. And in his workshop, out of the blue, he captured a mouse. But the mouse, it was you. Uh, and so it's like a tile-based roguelike uh, where the tiles that you're on uh, are part of like what you can do, basically. Hmm. Um, so you have to be really conscious about where you are, where the enemies are. Um, and uh, and kind of what your abilities are, um, and what the what the enemies can do, uh, and there's basically like a long tutorial that is the campaign, and then it kind of opens up a, a, a like the full game mode where you have all the things that you've kind of learned how to use in the tutorial, the kind of like twenty level tutorial um, in in play. And this is just someone who makes so many games that just feel good to play. Um, I think Card Card Crawl and Card Thief both took a lot of time for me. Uh, so if you like those games, just know that that person uh, has another game out now. So it's nice. called Maze Machina on iOS and Android. Now it's going to do it for us today. We'll be back with a, probably a much bigger cast later this week uh, with, with some other folks on it. Hopefully my mouth will be healed um, by then. 
We'll see. You're going to be in town. You're going to be Rob in town, right. Coming Wednesday, to New York, yeah. It's coming down on Wednesday, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, looking forward to that. So you'll have, have voices here in the studio. Uh, wow. Which is exciting. Uh, we don't know what we're going to do yet. We'll figure something out. But if you have questions you think would be really good for us to answer with people in the studio, you can send them to gamingatvice.com. As always, you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash waypoint, waypoint.vice.com. Follow me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. Kato, how about you? At A underscore Kato underscore appears. Patrick. At Patrick Kovic. Uh, thank you as always to Bowen for letting us use the track Miss You off the EP Pale Machine. Find out more about that at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. Uh, now more than ever, <laughs> fuck capitalism. Go home. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. good yeah it's it, yeah i i'm nervous <laughs> i can't believe she's dragging you i what well, i do you think it's that she's dragging him you think that she's yeah. like your weak dad <laughs> I, I, I kind of took like a much more like yeah uh, a sinister uh cynical version of mm-hmm. this god like, no your daughter's not playing a game with you she <laughs> thinks you're weak mm-hmm. <laughs> Dad, she knows her own. Power. I guess those. <laughs> do you even lift, Dad? Oh, that's true. <laughs> God. Well, she does. She well. Uh, uh, I do ring fit uh, around her when okay. I can um, because she can like play with her toys or watch an iPad while I while I do that. And uh, so then it'll be like mornings, like on Sunday. She was like, "Hey, time for exercise." I was like, "I don't." No, like I'm, I'm good. Like I don't. Mm. And she unpacked the thing, like set it out. And she's like, "You need to exercise." And I'm like, "Okay, all right. <laughs> let me, let me eat a waffle, and then I'll do some planks." God, <laughs> great. Uh huh. You know what time that is? Let's knock this out. Yeah, I'm there. All right, let's do uh, seven seconds. Boom. And he left. He's gone. <laughs> All right. Let's do KRZ up top and then Kingdom Hearts in the second half. I want to shout Jerk. out this mech game. Uh-huh. Oh, I thought about a mech game. Got sad about a mech game. Which one? Hawken. It's all, It's up again on PS4 or whatever, but it's run by different people. Is it? Yeah. I tried to connect and it wouldn't work. Mm. I think shit's down. Maybe it's just down on the weekend. Are they still like, you can still get it downloaded. Apparently there's like a PC Discord secret shit. We should get onto it. I never, I never connected with Hawking. I always thought like it felt a little bit too much like Call of Duty to me. Huh. Anyway. That's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> Different mech game. Yeah.